Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? And a very uh, pleasant uh, Wednesday afternoon to you. Happy New Year, wherever you might be. From our uh, satellite office today in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Chris Ello here. Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby in the Odyssey Palace Studios in San Diego. It's Gwynn and Chris on 97.3 the fan gentlemen how are you today always good talking to you even though i can't be with you today i am well chris uh just enjoying a little rainy weather here in san diego but yeah uh, i heard about that other than that heard. all is well uh another day heard, heard heard some whispers of rain there uh meanwhile we're here in uh in the high altitude of colorado springs it's a lovely 40-degree day and clear and uh, getting ready for a little Aztec women's basketball tonight. Of course, the men's basketball team will play its conference opener tonight at Viejas Arena against Fresno State. I must say, I must uh, add, the unranked men's basketball right, team. Right, right. Don't forget that part. Rid- most ridiculous uh, omissions in AP poll history, but uh, that's another story, and uh, all the Aztecs can do is go out there, keep winning games, and you know, if they want to rank them, fine. If they don't want to rank them, fine. You know, it's just, it, 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 well, actually, it's not fine that they're not ranking them. <laughs> right. You know, and the reason it is is because it's such a slap in the face to the program. I mean, considering what they accomplished last year, Tony, going all the way to the national championship game, to come back the following year to be 11-2, and two, to have one of the marquee road victories in all of college basketball at Gonzaga on your resume – and still be overlooked in the rankings. Yeah, it, it, it really it's ludicrous. It really truly is. And and I'm not usually somebody that cares that much about this. Yeah, um, I care about it. And I'll be frank. I I've, I felt a lot uh, the same way Ben Higgins did. You know, you know, Aztecs. You know, they'll finally give us our respect now that we are national champions. And that has turned out to be not true at all. And it's almost right. it's almost like this team didn't had the path that they had last year, that it was just the same old San Diego State Aztecs. But as you said, ultimately, just keep going out, winning games, win this conference. And it basically it basically seems like you're going to have to leave no doubt uh, right. in terms of the yeah. AP. In terms of the AP, because the beautiful thing about college basketball is it's ultimately decided on the court, right? You get your tournament, you win your games, you control your destiny. Uh, but in terms of the AP, it just seems like the Aztecs are going to have to leave no doubt when it comes to winning games 
and yeah. winning convincingly. Because even, yeah. if, if, even if you go back to that Gonzaga game, they went on the road. I don't know. Ten points is pretty convincingly, in my opinion. But maybe I, I, I'm alone on that. No, you're not alone on that, Tony. And, and I think people around college basketball, the people who really know, they know that San Diego State is a great team. They also know that the entire Mountain West Conference is outstanding. Yes. I watched Colorado State play New Mexico last night. Isaiah Stevens is the player of the year. But they have, I'm telling you what, this is more than just a one-pony show in Colorado State. They've got a really good team. They ended up running away from New Mexico in the second half, win the game by about 10. So they are going to be difficult to beat. New Mexico is now 12-2. and Utah State came here to Air Force yesterday and crushed Air Force on the road. I think they're 13-1. and I, the, Really, I, the fact that there's only one Mountain West Conference team ranked, and that's Colorado State, is deplorable in and itself. Yeah. But again, you know, and it was like people said, well, when is the conference going to win in the NCAA tournament? I think they did last year. Yeah. I think the Aztecs won five games in the NCAA tournament last year. So the excuses are running a little dry with, uh, you know, these, these polls. And if, if they, if they want us to take them, if they want to take them, you know, to take them for real, then they got to do a better job. I mean, that's, as, it's as simple as that, the way I look at it. So, yeah. uh, but you know, tonight's game always worries me. And the reason it worries me is because they're going up against Justin Hudson, their former assistant coach at Fresno State. And I, I know Justin doesn't have as good a team as San Diego State, but I know darn well he knows San Diego State about as well as any coach in the country. And Brian Dutcher is going to be very aware of that as they go head-to-head tonight. It should be a better game than a lot of people think it might be. Yeah, anytime you, you get a coach that intimately knows your program, um, they can they can have some yeah. uh, little minefields for you in the course of a game. So uh, hopefully the Aztecs can rise above it because that's part of it, right? I mean, maybe that's part of the reason that the AP doesn't look uh, at Aztecs because, you know, for somebody who follows a program like yourself, you know, you feel a little uncomfortable in a matchup like this. On paper, that shouldn't be the case. The Aztecs should come right. out. They should dominate this game. Um Maybe it's time to live up to that expectation. I don't know. And this is all in terms of the AP. Ultimately, what the Aztecs have done this year has been phenomenal, I think. I think they've put together a good body of work to this point. Um, Obviously, first conference matchup. Get those butterflies out early. But then get get to doing what you've done all season long, which is dominate the boards. Uh, You got Jaden Ledee, who's one of the, the best players in the country right now, playing at a high level. Um, and, and continue to, to, to feed that beast. And I think, you know, we saw Tramiel come alive in that last game. He, he had a nice game. Those those insulary pieces are going to start coming along. I, I don't think Lamont Butler has played his bas- best basketball to this point. Um, I think that's all to come. And we know from watching the Aztecs over the last couple seasons, they don't hit their stride at this point. It's, it's as they start getting closer and closer to March that they start to really pick up the pieces and, and go. Yeah, Reese Waters was uh, thrown a bone this week. He was named the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. So a boy. We appreciate the conference, at least no- noting that the Aztecs wanted Gonzaga. Uh, we definitely will get into what's new with the Padres. They did have a press conference today. We're going to play some of that for you. Mike Schilt uh, naming his coaching staff today. But before we get to that, Tony, I wanted just one last thing on college basketball. It's from the women's game. Did you see... The shot that Caitlin Clark hit last night I did indeed. to win the game from Iowa. Basically, what was it? They called it a logo three. Yeah. Because she had one foot actually on the Iowa Hawkeye logo at center court 
when she launched it in with less than a second to play. I, I don't know who the best player in the country is, but I know she's the best women's player. My goodness, yeah. what a play. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much par for the course, right? We saw her do this yeah. all last year. She's just yeah. back up to her old tricks. And um, it, it just continues to show that even uh, a, a, the sport like women's basketball, is. we talk about women's soccer, but women's basketball is starting to, to, to make their move as well. This, this is a sport yeah. that's being watched a lot more than it had been in the past. They have a lot more athletes that require you to tune in. And, and that's really the name of the game. Uh Caitlin being one of those one of those uh one of those athletes. Yeah, forty point game for her last night and a 40. remarkable three three point shot to win the game at the buzzer. It was really something. All right. Uh let's get into the Padres because I'm I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter this morning, Tony, and they're they're I don't want to say people are upset around town, but they're trying at least they're trying to find fault with the fact that Mike Schilt named his coaching staff today and announced it. And the Padres are not going to go with a traditional bench coach as, as if that is going to keep them from getting to where they want to go this year. I, right. I, I'm really amazed that people can find something to complain about no matter what the situation is. For everybody who's concerned about the Padres not naming a traditional bench coach, I ask you only this. Please name me the Texas Rangers bench coach last year when they won the World Series. Nobody knows, and nobody. They cares. might be able to name that mm. one. Huh? They, I've heard his name. They might be able to it's name. Bruce oh, Will Venable. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. No, I so, said. Oh, there coach. we go. There bench we coach. go. No, yeah, I know because it's Bruce Bochy. I've heard his name, Will Venable. Though. Yeah, it was Will Venable. Yeah, Will Venable. But right, everybody well, else, they wouldn't be able. But you to know name. what I'm. You I know, know exactly the point what I'm trying saying. to make. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the point is, your bench coach isn't going to win or lose you too many games. Your thoughts on what you heard today? The naming of these, I mean, to me, the most important piece is the fact that Ruben Nieval is back. The rest of the guys are all kind of a you know, newer variety to the organization. And, you know, let's just all give them a chance to see what they can do. Yeah, uh, I don't have to be upset that they don't have a named bench coach. If you listen to what Mike said, he's going to divvy up that those duties amongst uh, sure. the coaching staff that he has. And the other thing you got to remember is back in the day, they didn't have this many coaches on a staff, right? And so you had to have, you know, you handle this, you handle this, you handle this. There are a number of different guys on this staff that can help with different things. Um, this staff is what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve deep in terms wow. of coaches, right? That's all the way down from, from Morgan Burghardt, Humberto, uh, Andretti, you got Peter uh, Somerville. Like these are names that you don't know that are big help to a manager and a staff. And so um, when you got, you know, as opposed to in the past, you might have had a staff of what, six, seven guys. You got 12 on this staff. So he can afford not to actually name a bench coach. And as he said, divvy up the the responsibilities among some of the other coaches he has. You're going to hear from Mike Schilt in the next segment about all of that. Yeah, this is um, I don't think this is. This is a nothing burger, you know. As you yeah. said, people things when things when they don't understand things, there's a, 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 a that's where you leave the space open to to find fault with something. But right. you won't even notice that there's no bench coach this season. I really don't think you will. You I won't. really don't think there's going to come a moment in the eighth inning when Jesse Agler turns to you, Tony Gwynn Jr. during the broadcast and says, <laughs> "You know, if we had a bench coach right now, <laughs> the situation would be a whole lot better." 
Oh my gosh! Yes. You think he makes that decision if he has a bench coach? I can't yes, wait for don't. that discussion on the air, guys. I can't it's wait not for it. Happen. It's not gonna not. happen. But here's a here's a question: Isn't the bench coach the manager when a manager is ejected? And I know yes. that he was asked this, so I'm not giving away the answer. But yeah, what he, do you, and he's and he's already come up with somebody who'll be the acting manager. So there you go. We'll hear it again what, next. What, segment. what are you worried about? I'm not really yeah, worried you, about anything. What are you worried about? I'm actually really excited for what's going on with the uh, bullpen right. right now. So, Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that when we come back. The Padres apparently are very close, if they haven't already, to signing a, a right-handed pitcher from Korea who could, according to the reports we're getting, be the new closer for this baseball team. We will talk about him uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the Padres and their lack of a bench coach. We'll hear from Mike Schilt at his press conference today. Get you caught up on all the other goings on in the sports world on this Wednesday. Marcus McNeil is going to join the program to talk some NFL football as he does weekly. We will also get into our Big Five and uh, the Daily Gambit and all the rest of the goodies as Gwen and Chris unwraps the Wednesday program for a New Year's Wednesday day on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <clears throat> 219 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravy. Chris is out in Colorado getting set for Aztecs. Air Force here tonight. Lady Aztecs looking to get another W. Match Gravy in studio with your boy. And uh, Mike Schilt spoke to the media today as they announced uh, the new members of the coaching staff. Now, as Chris mentioned last segment, there's been a few folks up in arms about there being no bench coach. We'll get to that in a second. But with the new presence of Yuki Matsui, who has been termed a closer. And now with the reported news of Mr. Go, until I get an <laughs> until I get an official enunciation of his name, 
I'm not going to try. I've heard Woo Suck go a yeah, couple I've, times. I've, I've heard you say that. I know we've talked about this a little bit, but before the show, and you guys, I'm going to go with what I've heard. So Okay, well. well let's let's go with what we think is correct, <laughs> which is Mr. Go. Mr. Go. I think that is exactly <laughs> it. Okay, so stick right. with that. Mr. Go. Uh, Mike Schilt was asked about bullpen rolls, specifically Robert Suarez, who... Uh, is looking to have his first full healthy season, and Yuki Matsui, who was newly acquired. Thought about it, you know, not gotten to the point where it's granular. Excited to have Matsui aboard, you know, Sanchi back. Um, you know, both of them are, you know, looks like they're having really productive all seasons, as pretty much sounds like all of our club is. Feels like our guys are winning their all season, so that's exciting. Um, you know, as far as the roles go, the good news is, you know, give us so many quality pitchers as possible. And we'll figure out how to use them in the right spots. You know, good, uh, you know, Santi's got experience closing, which is great. Clearly, um, Matsui does as well. You know, I don't, I don't know that we're going to establish this absolute, you know, rubber stamp. This is the closer kind of deal. I think the ability to, based on where we are in lineups and matchups gives us some flexibility. So I'm appreciative of the quality of guys we're going to have in the back end of the bullpen and the other guys in our bullpen as well. So it sounds like there could be some creativity uh, brought to the closer role this year. At least that's what, uh, at least that's what Mike is saying now. Now, as you get in the spring yeah. training, you start to see it unfold. Maybe it becomes more granular, where he can be like, "Ha, ah, this is going to be my guy." But right now, he just like sounds like he likes the fact of having two guys who could mm-hmm. close. Well, it's kind of it's kind of ironic, Tony, that uh, you're coming off a season when last year you had a closer who apparently would only pitch the ninth inning, right? And and people were upset when they heard that uh, that was the way it was with Josh Hader. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is baseball is changing as we go along here. And defined roles in the bullpen are much cloudier than they used to be around baseball. Uh, there's not a lot of teams that have that 50-save guy anymore. There are a few, but there's not as many as there used to be. I don't know that every team in Major League Baseball absolutely positively has to have the same guy close the game in the ninth inning. As a matter of fact, look no further than the Dodgers to find a team that really never had a ninth inning guy. I think Evan Phillips did it most of the time, but there were days when they went with Gratterall or somebody else. And so I don't have a problem with the Padres you know, going into the season this way. First of all, Sanchez is a right-hander. Matsui is a left-hander. You might have different matchups in the ninth inning. Why not leave yourself the ability to choose what's best for that moment? And I think, I think more baseball managers and organizations are going in that direction. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the reality is that there are very few back-end arms that are, are consistent enough to be given the title of closer and keep the title of closer for from beginning to end. There yeah. just aren't that many guys, which is why Hayter is asking for $100 million, uh, as it is on the free agent market, because he's one of those dudes. Now, listen, maybe Suarez can be one of those dudes. Maybe Matsui ends up being one of those dudes. But it certainly isn't a bad idea to go in with an open mind uh, of, of using those guys as the lineup says you should. Now, I will say this. The hardest three outs to get are the last three. And we've seen it unfold in ways that has not been beneficial when the Padres haven't had a guy like Hayter uh, before he came along. Uh, but we've also seen the benefits of having a guy like Hayter or Hoffman or 
Kirby Yates or whoever you want to throw in there that have had success. So uh, right now in in January, Mike is is I think spot on. There's no reason to to proclaim anybody anything when realistically, guys on this roster haven't proven that they could go from April or end of March all the way through October and be that guy and be that consistent. So there's no reason to jump out there right now, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and there's really no reason for people to jump off the uh, the deep end when uh, reports are saying that Go, the, the, the new pitcher that they're supposedly getting from Korea, is going to be the closer. I, 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 don't, think, I, I don't think you could possibly sign this guy. Uh, you could certainly hope he's going to be the closer, but you got to see what he's going to bring to the no table. Doubt. For everybody from this Korean baseball organization, I mean, if Hassan Kim didn't prove that all of these Korean players are, at, you know, got to be at least a wait and see, uh, then I don't know what would prove it. So, you know, I, I know I'm reading reports, oh, the Padres got their closer. That seems incredibly premature to me yeah, at this point. Yeah, I mean, point. they said that when the Padres signed Robert Suarez. And right. that, that turned out they actually didn't use him as a closer and haven't used him as a closer only a few times I think he's closed the game mm-hmm. um, because getting outs at the big league level especially because the other thing that the all three of these guys have in common maybe not not so much Robert Suarez but when he signed or when they signed is that they hadn't been able to they hadn't gotten any big league guys out at this point and so I think that's a big reason why you know Mike Schilt is is certainly not committing one way or the other here in January, right? No. If Robert Suarez is healthy, they know he can get big league guys out. They've seen it, and they'll probably be pretty comfortable putting him in that role. I think after that, just based on what I know, the second guy who would be in line, my guess would be Matsui. He's closed in that role. He's pitched in, in Japan. That's a, a, a little bit higher league than the KBO. Um, I haven't heard much about Go. I saw he signed today. I, I don't know much about his repertoire, how hard he hold, how hard he throws. We know Matsui's anywhere from what ninety four to ninety seven something. Yes, I think actually, I, read I did come across. Uh, I know that he throws a slider. I know that he throws a pretty like a ninety five to ninety seven fastball. Um, he had forty four appearances last season. He had a three six eight ERA, one point three six in the KBO. In the KBO. Um, in 2022, we had a 1.48 ERA in the KBO, 0.96 WHIP, and 80 strikeouts in 60 and two thirds innings. So, so yeah, these are these are wait and sees. I think I'm also uh, he's, getting he's a wait and see for sure. Yeah, I'm also getting uh, notifications that it's probably suck, but I don't know why I keep saying it the other way. So bear with me after a while. Yeah, well, I know why you keep saying it. The <laughs> no, other I way, don't. Because it's your not mind because works that. that way. Okay, my mind does not work that way. That is not how my mind works. It just, I saw the word earlier today. I said it in my head, and for some reason, it's stuck there. Sook. Is that what? Sook. Sook. Like, took. You know what? I'm waiting to the press conference. I'm I'm official on that now. Well, the chat is saying sook. The chat can have at it. The chat has steered me in the wrong direction. I'm going to wait till I hear uh, who maybe. I don't know who's going to be the, the the head, the MC of this press conference when it does you happen. Are. No, no, I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be. Uh, lastly, I'm sure everybody now by now has seen the clips of the Golden Child, Fernando Tatis Jr. Going, MVP for going already. bridge, oppo, oppo taco, making sliding catches, and of course, 
I'm also sure that everybody's mind went to, well, it's a good idea that he should be playing winter ball right now. No, I was now. pumped. I was like MVP he absolutely incoming. should. Mike Schilt was asked how the decision was made to, quote-unquote, allow Fernando Tatis Jr. to play in winter ball. And AJ can speak to some of that. I'll, I'll give you my my um, involvement with it. Um, yeah, I saw his home run last night, big homer in the 10th, put his club ahead by two. Um I was texting with some of the hitting group, and Alan Craig's like, man, that was a nice seven iron he hit out of there. Um, it was a good-looking swing. And I got to see him um, in person for two games, you know, towards the you know, end of December. He looks great. Um, when I was there, he, uh, you know, I don't know why these golf references come up because I don't really play golf, but he like a two-iron down the left field line for a three-run homer. Um, again, he looks good, feels good. As far as why he's playing, you know, listen, he missed 17 months. Um, I think he was happy with aspects of his season talking to him. I also feel like, you know, in talking to him, he felt like he wanted to get a few things. He wanted to work on a few things, um, and that provided an opportunity for that. And then finally, listen, the guy who loves playing baseball, and he loves playing baseball for his, for basically his hometown and his home country for his dad. So I get all that, and it's just a – man, what a treat it was to go down and watch him play and just the joy that, that this guy, you know, has with the game and – um, so that was that was a part of the you know decision making process of, of why he went down to to get his at bats in and work and, and play play winter ball. And, and this is part of the reason why I, I have felt all along that Mike Schilt would be a good, you know, be be set up well and as a manager for the Padres. He, he has such a rapport with everybody, and he sees the game how you want your manager to see it. Like he's not looking at Fernando like. Oh, we got to put him in bubble wrap and make sure that he doesn't get hurt. He sees a dude that enjoy it like loves, has missed a lot of times due to some bad decisions, and wants to kind of get back on track. You can't be mad at that. It's probably hard to tell a dude, nah, we don't want you to play, man. It's just it's too risky. Uh, they're out there letting him play. He's out there doing his thing. He looks like he's having a blast doing. Get to play for his pops. Um, I think this is this is a, a win win for the pods. Honestly, this isn't football. I mean, it really isn't. And I mean, if you look, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, did not necessarily get injured playing baseball. Right. The, the first time. Right. Uh, when he missed time. So uh, what are you going to tell the guy to do? You know, not do anything is what you're going to try to tell him to do. You don't want anybody to get injured. But uh, if you're so worried about injuries, then guys should never be playing even in the preseason. I, I, I think it's so important that he plays. He gets the at-bats. He gets, he gets back in the groove again. You know, I think so many people last year when he came up said, well, he's not quite the same Fernando because his timing isn't right because he had so much time off. Well, if you're going to complain about that, you can't also complain about the fact that this season he should come to the end of the season, you know, ready to go right from the start. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He, he certainly is, uh, is doing his thing right now. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, we teased this a little bit yesterday. But we'll have a, a, a quick uh, rate the radio call. Chris Ello will be featured in it. Plus, I also want to talk about something that happened last NFL free agency with Lamar Jackson. And, and, and we'll go full circle to where we are now. More Gwen and Chris on the way. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thirty-seven is the time. Chris Ella, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Kicking off 2024, our second program of the new year. And uh, going to get into a little, we got a little special Rate the Radio Call segment for you today. That is coming up shortly. Before we get to that, Tony Gwynn Jr., I found out something about you Uh-oh. yesterday. And I want to know... How true it might be. Oh, man. This is talking with. Yeah, this is scary. I thought I'd put him on notice, but it's not, nothing to be scared about. Put him about. on notice. Nothing be, no, nothing to be scared about. I was talking with Greg Gottlieb, who is our assistant mm. to women's basketball coach. He used to work for the men's team. And I believe he was an assistant basketball coach when you were in school. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. Is that part of it correct? That is, that is correct. He tells me. He tells me, Mr. Gwynn, that you dabbled with the idea of coming out when you were at San Diego State and walking on and trying to play some college basketball as well. That is true. Wow. Aha. That is true. See, that's great me. My, wow. my, I'm finding out stuff all the time. Yeah, I was uh, – I don't know if I've said this, but high school was, was, was from an academic standpoint – was difficult, not in terms of being able to do it, but just kind of having my mind in the right place. And I got it in the right place like my junior year. And from there, high school was easy. But I had to do a a ton of catch-up work, basically, uh, my senior year. And so when I got to college and that opportunity was presented, all I could think about was how much more – difficult the work was going to be trying to balance playing two sports even if I was a walk-on in one um and I just I just made the decision that I didn't think it would be um it would be conducive for me to to try to balance that schedule now Uh I turned out to be right because uh academically I took off at San Diego State and I, I think it was partly because I was able to kind of manage my time the way I needed to, whereas if I was truly trying to play both sports, that would have been a very difficult task. To make yeah. the decision when I got there, what was best for me, what, what, where did I see my future going? And at that point, I had fully wrapped my mind around baseball. So Let me ask this non-troll question. <laughs> oh, no. Were you good enough? 
<laughs> I think I was. Okay. I mean, it, I can it, answer that for him. I think I was. Yeah, well, what's I can answer, answer that Chris? question for him because I asked Greg Gottlieb that wow, exact question okay. yesterday. Wow, okay, I love this. I said, would Tony have been good enough? And he said the following, he would have helped us. Ooh. And that's, that, that tells was, you that he would have been good enough. Absolutely. He, he would have helped bring the towels good. over to the players. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, no. The, 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 I, I, listen, I, I, I know exactly what Greg is saying, and, and what he's saying is, you know, at that time, remember, this was oh, like, it I think there's still team, one right? in one in whatever San Diego State hoop team. Um, I definitely would have been able to help that team. Now, okay. by the now the crazy part is by the time I was like a, a, even a sophomore, the talent level changed a lot. And by the time I was a junior, yeah, I don't think there would have... I would, have, I would have certainly been handing out towels by that point. <laughs> you don't think you would have give, given DJ Gay a run for his money at the I mean, point guard that, position? Those, these guys, those guys were different than the but the guys that were there my freshman year. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm I'm very honest with myself when it comes to that. Now I could get out in, the, in an open court and compete with those, but you know, mm-hmm. being able to to line up against you know teams across the country, I don't know. Well, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty exciting and I think it's a pretty it's just another example of what a what an amazing athlete you must have been to be able to play not only major league pro baseball but you would have been good enough to play division 1 college basketball. Those were the so that days. was something something I did not know and I wanted to pass along to our listeners, but I wanted to make sure that I was accurate before I passed out the information. It just hit me so. that Tony said, those were the days. <laughs> yeah, <they> were. <laughs> those were the days, yeah. Well, like you said yesterday when I was at practice watching the young ladies run up and down the floor and just thinking, man, those were the days when we could do stuff like that, T. But, man, uh, running full uh, speed, as I said in our, in our top five things old people shouldn't do anymore, Running yeah. full speed scares the hell out of me. <laughs> like I could, I could just feel a groin, a hamstring, something <laughs> in yeah. my head. Yeah, in your head, you can feel that. I can feel it. Okay, someone wanted yeah. to know. Well, uh, wait a minute, Scraby. Now you you can feel the same thing. Let's be honest. Every time you kick a football, you strain your kicking, kicking muscle. muscle. Oh, I, I know that. I know that. And uh, I also That's right. the other day I when C.D. Lamb scored that ninety-two yard touchdown, I jumped out of my chair and I hurt my back. So yeah, you're getting uh-huh. there, buddy. You're getting yeah. there. You're getting there. And then how's my friend, that, how's it? Did you when you jumped up out of your couch? Did you come close to touching the rim? That's what I want. Yes, there's know. a rim in what? my family room, and I did. <laughs> Chris, in case you. Didn't know that's part of his New Year's resolution is he wants is to touch the rim. He yeah. said, "So it is his New Year's resolution." Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, we'll have to keep we'll have to keep tabs on how that does. I, I we need to do it at some point. Yeah. Kirk Kenny has been while, texting me all day we, while we've got Skinny Scraby. This is this is the opportunity. Kirk Kenny has been texting me all day trying to set up two on two between me and Chris and you. Or wait, uh, you and I. And Chris and Kirk, oh, you and two I, on we're, two. We're dominating. He said, uh, the SDSU River Park just opened. Perfect spot for a two-on-two challenge. You guys should we do a show to, from we, there. We might have to do it. We wow. might have to do it. I'm guarding Chris. Chris, how do you feel that's about gonna that? Be, that's going to be a slugfest. <laughs> <laughs> Battle for the block down low. <laughs> yes. Uh, picture Charles Oakley against uh, wow. Patrick Ewing. Against no, no, Rick Mahorn, teammates. Man. Never mind. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a crazy battle. All right. Well, anyway, Tony, I was just uh, I was checking up on yesterday. Greg Gottlieb told me that story, and I, I just wanted to confirm that. But uh, 
That's pretty exciting to know that you could have played for uh, for the Aztecs and followed in your pop's footsteps. It, it, it just underscores again how amazing your dad was because he did do both things. Yes, he did. He yeah. was drafted in both. So he, that is true. Yeah. I always got to tell him I was drafted around before you, but that's pretty much where I got to to stop. To stop, about yeah. <laughs> about so my mom tells me a couple weeks ago, she comes home, she's like, I got a great stat for you, or trivia for you. And I was like, what, what, mom? And, I, and she goes, you know, Tony Gwynn was drafted yes, on the same she day. She did, and she was so excited to deliver it to me. So I, you know what I did? You and played I, said, it off I you. didn't know that, mom. Thank good you. Son. Thank good you. son. Good for you. Yeah, that's a good you. son right there. She was so excited. Sounds like though. you've turned over a new leaf this year. It, You're going to be a good son. <laughs> yeah, it's day three, okay? So far, so good are you ready for are you stalling because you don't want us to rate the radio call of your no not at all i just wanted to share that story with everybody okay all right good uh here is the call we played it a little bit yesterday but we want to do a a little mini rate the radio call we don't need an open or anything but chris called the game between the aztecs women's basketball team and colorado state and this was an ot jada lewis wins the game for the aztecs but here is chris's call Hoff shield reaches in. Lewis shoots the jumper. Good! With 7.6 seconds to go, Jada Lewis hits the three. All right. Tony, 1 to 10, rate that radio call. Can I hear it one more time? Yes, please? I need to hear it too because there's one thing that just stood out to me. Hoff shield reaches in. Lewis shoots the jumper. Good! With 7.6 seconds to go, Jada Lewis. Hits the three. One to ten. One to ten. I'm going to give it. Can I comment before you? Nope, 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 nope. Actually, you can. You should be. You absolutely The only reason I want to comment is because this is a television call. We do carry the games on television on the internet. That was going to be my next question. Okay. Yeah, because I I didn't say where she was on the floor. That's what I was going to bring up. I knew that's what you were trying to do. And that would be my own criticism of myself, but... Everybody watching could see where she was on the floor. All so right, that, if it's that, it, yeah, okay. This is I just not wanted truly, to get that in before. Uh, that's right. is, that's exactly why I let you speak first because yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a TV or radio call, and before I critique my partner, I need to have all yeah. the information. Want to get all the information? Yeah. You don't want to just right. jump to conclusions <laughs> like I just did. <laughs> yeah, I was no, like, well, you, you should have seen Scraby. Scraby's face was lit up over here. He was like, <laughs> "No, you can't respond first. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's a, it's because it's a TV call. You understand why we yeah. don't get where she was at on the court when the shot was made. It was pretty much straight on, wasn't it? If I remember. Yeah, right a little elbow. bit to the right A little wing. bit to the right, to the right, right wing. wing. I'm sorry. Right mm-hmm. wing just nailed a, a, a three-point shot. Chris gets a nine for me on that one. Well, you, knowing that it's a TV call, you know, I wish he would have said where it was because I was listening on the radio that night, so I didn't know where it was. Simulcast. Ah. Yeah, you know, so, simulcast. Simulcast. So that's yeah. fair criticism. I'll give you a... a an eight and a half. Fair criticism. Eight Fair criticism. <laughs> you, you have no marbles. Well, I also didn't. I also, you know, I, I could have made it a little more dramatic looking back on it because she shot it with one second left on the shot clock as well. So, see, I, I made took, it a little. I took even that, more dramatic had I been able to get that into the call somehow. I took that as having known you the way I do, and it being a team that you actually are rooting for. That there's a yeah. little bit of skepticism in you with that one time, one one second left on the clock there, and so you yeah. didn't completely sell out the way you you could have. 
Yeah, it was. It didn't. I wasn't sure she was going to make it. Obviously, it wasn't a perfectly in rhythm shot, but it was an exciting finish to the game, and uh, they're off to a good start. I was very happy for this young lady, Jada Lewis. She's a terrific kid, and uh, she's a really good three point shooter. She went through a slump earlier this season where she couldn't make a shot for about four games, but uh, she's hung in there and she kept on shooting. And uh, it's a good example of what can happen if you stick with it. So. Michael on YouTube is giving Chris a seven. He gave him a uh-huh. five before, but he had no context. He said, now I gave you a seven with context. So you're getting Thank some you, scores Michael. out there as well. <laughs> yeah, so uh, seven is a C minus, so I'm not exactly taking that as a major compliment. <laughs> just, just, just know, Chris, that you have defeated Michael and Chris versus the fans many times. I think that, that may play into it a little bit. Is that one of his, he, he's won, be... but he's also lost as well. As well, yeah, so well, he'll get me this year, I'm sure. Right. Tony, what do you want to say about Lamar Jackson, uh, who uh, it, destroyed my Dolphins this weekend? Yeah, and it's less really about what he's done the last couple of weeks as opposed to what he's done over the course of the season. And I take you back to last offseason. I remember you and I sitting in this room, almost befuddled, maybe even confused, why, why Lamar Jackson, who was a free agent, anybody could have had him. Now, it was within confines of a franchise tag, but you could have negotiated with Lamar Jackson and, at worst, forced Baltimore to pay more money than they would have, right? At worst. Yeah. Or you have to give up two first-round picks. Now, let's go through this for, for two first-round picks. I remember at the time it was like, well, maybe that's what's holding everything up. We went over the, the Deshaun Watson, I think it was three first-round picks and three mid mid-round picks along with the entire cash. Chase Young, who I believe the Carolina Panthers also gave up two first-round picks to get, to draft. Now, they're not paying him the same amount of money Deshaun Watson was. However, um, you look at what Lamar Jackson has done this season. Um, after Remember how much criticism he took for negotiating his own contract, right? He would get an agent. He should have an agent. Um, he's turning out to look like a genius right now. And on top of that, and I found this to be quite rich, right? Mike Florio, who has been a, a little bit of a critic of Lamar Jackson, was the one who actually pointed this out about the collusion. And you and I talked about this during the last NFL offseason, that it just seems so weird, the fact that no one was willing to even make an offer, willing to even negotiate in a real type of way. And, and, you know, I fast forward to now where this dude is looking like he's about to, you know, wrap up another MVP after negotiating his deal. And the thing that I keep coming back to is how it still in my mind has to be collusion. And I bring up Mike Florio because he actually is saying the same thing that we were saying back then. This is a critic of, of, of yeah. Lamar Jackson. It had to be, Tony. I mean, there's so many teams in the NFL that don't have quarterbacks, and then there's so many teams in the NFL that don't have good quarterbacks. Right. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you can't tell me that two first-round picks is too much to give up for an MVP who's probably going to win you the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I, I, that's just that, – that is not enough of a price to pay. Now, the, the only concern I ever had about Lamar Jackson was what happens when a team, you know, puts a couple of spies on him – and doesn't really rush him and lets him stand back there and makes him throw pinpoint passes into coverage. But he's proven this year that he will tear that apart as well. Yeah. And now that he's proven that, there is no weakness in this guy's game. Absolutely no weakness of any kind. He's the best running quarterback 
I think, in the history of the game. And that includes Michael Vick, it includes Randall Cunningham, and it includes anybody who's playing today, and there's a lot of really good running quarterbacks now. Yeah. But there are good running backs, and then there's the Lamar Jackson category. So when it comes to that part, there's nothing like him. And if you put a spy on him, they showed some film the other day of spies trying to defend Lamar Jackson. And, you know, for those who don't know all of the football terminology, a spy would be somebody who doesn't really rush the passer. Usually just a linebacker. There, yeah. A linebacker and just waits for the quarterback to run and then goes to tackle him. You still can't tackle him, no. even if you're the spy. He still will get away from you. So there's really nothing you can do to stop him. You have to hope that he misses his passes. Certainly the other day he was on target. And they shredded Miami. Did you see? And Miami is taking a beating for that loss. But I think what people are failing to realize is just at what a high level he played in that game. Here's how high level. I don't know if you saw this clip floating around today. There is a, a play in which Lamar Jackson takes the snap and he turns left handed as if he is going to throw the pass left handed. So, what do you think the secondary does just on instinct? He, he they they start moving to his left. Yeah. All of a sudden, he flips around back to his right, and this is the ball he hits Zay Flowers on for the long touchdown. Yeah, like I don't know that I've ever seen a a quarterback take a snap, go to the opposite side as if he's throwing from that side, and then in the last session, flip to the other side and throw a dot for for a touchdown. It was they had a they had I think it was one of the Miami Dolphins. Quarter, cornerbacks or defensive backs talking about it, and he said in in real time, he said he's backpedaling him and he's in his and he can see him in his sight and he's like, he's left hand. He, why is he left handed right now? And he yeah. sees the, the secondary shift over and all of a sudden Lamar flips back to his right. He throws a pass and he was like, wow, that was yeah. pretty We're amazing. In trouble. <laughs> <laughs> We're in trouble. Yeah, it's I just, mean, that it's, was it's, it's a trip to me because the Dolphins obviously were one of the teams that. At least were rumored to be interested into him, and yeah. as good of a year as they've had, how just think how much how, better they'd be? How much better would they be with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, taking not even snaps? funny, not even funny. And, and and I mean, this guy's he he is he is locked up the MVP by such. I, I don't even think there's a conversation anymore. He's made it uninteresting. Yeah, with what he's done this year, and uh, you know we'll we'll have to see. I mean, the, the Ravens are John Harbaugh's a lot smarter than I ever was. But I know that yeah, Lamar, Jackson, out. Yeah. Lamar Jackson told him he didn't want to sit out back-to-back weeks, but uh, John Harbaugh's going to sit him this week against Pittsburgh, and then they're going to have the bye week. So, you know, the last time that happened, Baltimore came back in the first game of the playoff and fell flat on yeah. their face against Tennessee and got beat by Ryan Tannehill. So you, that's going to be in the back of Lamar Jackson's head going into the playoffs. But and that's about the only thing that I think can slow him down right now. Yeah, I agree. Real quick, Michael, who has been beat many times by Chris, he said he can't even count how many times he's been beat. <laughs> he's, he's asking you guys, why is Dak Prescott, yeah, Dak Prescott not getting more love for MVP? Not anything that Dak Prescott hasn't think, yeah. done. It, I just think everything has, that Lamar has. I don't think it has anything to do with Dak. I think Dak has done everything you could possibly ask. It's just the guy, the quarterback on the best team, playing the best football against the best teams, I think highlights him a little bit more, and you kind of you know forget about Dak a little bit. Yeah, you can't do what the Cowboys do and lose away from home as much as they do. Right. I mean, I'm sure that plays into it too. But we'll see. More going to Chris. Our number two coming up.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 